Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Dome Heads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Welcome and thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette on newsstands everywhere and in your ear. Well, no, that wasn't an insult. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, that's that's where we are. I'm sorry. I'll just move on. I'm Doug Payton. I'm the usual Doug, not the new Doug. And I'm horoscope columnist Karen Lindsay. We're hot off the presses with this issue for Season 3, Episode 8, entitled Breaking Point. I like to say in your ear holes. Well, there you go. It's more descriptive. Yeah, stick it in your ear. In your ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, folks. Uh, our publisher is, again, Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome for all the back issues. And our Facebook page, just search for the Chester's Mill Gazette, and I guarantee you will find it. That's right. And we're hopping there. Oh, man, alive. Yes, absolutely. It's a big, we keep getting more people, more people all the time. It's great. That's right. Uh, writers for this episode were James and Sharla Oliver. I'm guessing husband and wife writing team. Probably. Probably. And the director, the classic Sam Hill. <laughs> what the Sam Hill? Nobody says that anymore. My dad said I know. that. I know, me either. But I know of the phrase. Know of the phrase, yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into our episode discussion right off the bat here. And I had to go with this headline. Karen calls the cataclysm counterfeit. I am yes. honored. I am honored. You did it. You made the headlines and you called it. I don't know anybody else uh, discussing this who even thought that. I did not have any inside information, I promise you. I'll I'll tell you my my insights as we go. Okay. Let's give our episode ratings. Uh why don't you go first on this one? Sure. Um I gave it a little higher than you. I gave it seven and a half multiplying bombs, because it sure didn't look like he had that many bombs when he went down there. <laughs> Where'd they come from? Yes. I know. His pockets are bigger on the inside. I guess. And, and if you if you want to buy doc, bag. if you want to buy Doctor Who DVDs, you can go to <laughs> goldenspiralmedia.com slash Amazon, I believe, or go click on the Amazon uh, picture on the website. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I gave it. Seven You're done. Minutes. No, righty. Yeah. I'll tell you what I gave it. I gave it six. I gave it six dwarves whistling while they work. Mine, and I realize that leaves us one uh, short, <laughs> but. Um, that's that's all I could do for this one. I almost gave it a five, but I um, I did give it a little bump for the fact that uh, when we had our, our major character obituary happen and the uh, the results from that, you know, the the, the acting on on that uh, whole plane there was I thought was quite good. They did yes. a good job with that, and uh, so I you know, gave it a six. But it was this, this was almost a a half uh, a half attempt anyway. Yeah, there was not a lot of forward movement in this one, I have to agree. And lots of lying, which frustrated me. Oh, that's true. That's true. Lots of it. You can't, uh, you know, what's really happening. Well, whatever they said, 
don't believe it. Right. So let me say right up front. Um, I'm not sure if I explained this last week, but the whole reason I predicted the projection on the dome was the fact that I looked outside the show and I thought, why would the writers write that the whole world had been destroyed? And I couldn't see a reason why they would write that. So my only alternative was to say that they wouldn't. And that since the dome had been changed many times before, it could only be an illusion. So that's how I came to the conclusion. I mean, it took me longer than that. But just so you guys knew what the process was that I went through, that is it. You see, folks, sometimes there really is a good reason to think about what's going on or rather just, oh, well, pink stars falling in lines, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I, there's actually, you know, I mean, and I liked it because, as I mentioned last week, they had set the precedent for this already when the dome turned black, then turned white. So we know that whoever's controlling it can make it, you know, look differently. Right. And before it and was the just, stars and the, yeah. Yeah. So it could, it was not, it was at the, you know, up until this point, it's mostly simple colors and stuff like that, but they did set the precedent and, um, and so they are, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I know uh, Under the Dome has come under a lot of uh, criticism for me included about how simplistic and silly and, oh, this is just, you know, way out and, and uh, it's just not good writing and whatnot. But I, th- that I have to say, um, does, you know, I, I, I give them props for that. The writers, uh, uh, props for that because, uh, they set it up and they fooled everybody. You know, they got what they wanted done and they did it. And it was, I mean, well, not just the people under the dome, but all of us, except not everybody, except for Karen, yeah. except me. <laughs> no, they fooled me until I worked it out in my head. I thought, oh my God, they can't, they're destroying everything. And then I, you know, I thought about it. I let it ruminate a little bit and I thought they can't be destroying everybody. So by the time the podcast came around on Sunday, I had worked out this scenario and I laid it out. Mm. So there you are, folks. And that's why she's the horoscope uh, uh, reporter. That's why I'm the horoscope columnist this week. So She can predict the future. Well, only in this one case. (laughs) I'm not going. I mean, I totally blew it on the hunter coming out of his his, uh, his wheelchair. wheelchair thing. Yeah. So I blew that one. So I am fallible big time. <laughs> Sagittari- for Sagittarius, you'll enjoy a good movie, but remember, it's only a fiction. <laughs> That's right. There you are. Uh, <laughs> one of the best lines of the night was at the very beginning of the episode. And we've got our little, re- you know, ragtag resistance movement going on. And the first thing that, almost the first thing out of, of uh, Big Jim's mouth, I think it was the first thing, was like, he's got, uh, what kind of resistance is this? we got a cripple, two horny teens, and a plucky reporter. <laughs> plucky reporter. I haven't heard that. I uh, love plucky. That in a long time. Such a great word. And I was thinking, oh, I've heard this before. So I was telling Karen, I, uh, I, I just did a lookup, and I was like, I, it's something in the Reagan administration. Something somebody said that made him quit, and, and so we looked it up and found out what it was. And some of you my age uh, may remember this. James Watt, who was Reagan's Secretary of the Interior. Uh, Wikipedia, which is, of course, the source of all true knowledge, 
informs us that a controversy erupted after a speech to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in September 83 when Watt mocked affirmative action by making the following statement about a coal leasing panel. Quote, I have a black, a woman, two Jews, and a cripple, and we have talent. Close mm. quote. Now, I don't know if he said it, and we have talent, like in addition, or, and we have talent, I, but either way, that uh, didn't quite uh, endear him to just about anybody, so he had to resign within weeks of making that statement. So there you are. That's that's where this is all coming from. We know, kind of know, the, especially the past few weeks, where Jim's, Big Jim's uh, politics lie. And yeah. um, so here, uh, something that uh, a Reagan's, uh, Reagan official had said that was kind yeah. of controversial kind of sounds reasonable coming out of... Well, not reasonable, but sound, but sounds. Uh, uh, th- this is where what you expect him to say, something like right? That. It's it's actually comical coming out of Big Jim's mouth. Well, yeah. <laughs> James Watt, like I said to you while we were looking his page over on Wikipedia, I said this guy needs a white cat on his lap, <laughs> referring to uh, a James Bond scenario. <laughs> so he is definitely not the nicest guy in the world. Uh, yeah, so... But, but nobody's going to fire Big Jim over it. No, Not no point. one. He would never resign. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. So, yeah. Uh, that was an interesting read, reading about this guy. Um, I remember him because it was just when I had moved to the D.C. area. So, ouch. Back in Got the day. Me. Back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that line was funny. It made me laugh out loud. Uh, <laughs> and plucky. What a great word. And she doesn't even blink. You know? She didn't didn't she give him an eye roll? A little bit. Yeah. But she turned around and Kinda she said, well, that's, that's what you're going to get. Or, you know, something like that. It was great. That's all you got the, to work with. Yep. That's what you get to work with. And, uh, you know, everybody is just busy eating and, you know, doing their own thing. And they, they just expect. Stuff like this out of Big Jim's mouth. They just what were they you know, eating? Shrug. What were they eating? Uh, Acteon rations or something? Yeah, well, no, not Acteon rations. Was that? Were they still in the cabin? Yeah. From the okay, yeah. So maybe Acteon. the guy's house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of rations. It was pretty gross looking. Uh, mystery meat. Yeah, well, it still isn't. Um, it still isn't uh, uh, cow feed. Right. Cow feed chili. Yeah, better Ew. than that. Um, yeah. But it didn't look terribly appetizing either. <laughs> uh, what Nori was pouring out of that packet. Uh, or, I don't know, unrolling like toothpaste out of that packet. Uh, it could have been like a fruit thing, you know? No, she said it was meat. Oh, okay. So, ugh. <laughs> it didn't look great. Yes, but, thank you. But at least it was food. So we know they're not starving. They're not starving. We had to at least show them eating something, you know, so right. they're not wasting away. Right. Um, looks like Barbie and Eva have finally gotten uh, the message, or Barbie finally got the message. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you should be glad that I didn't hook up my soundboard so I can't <laughs> play the porn music. I, I did that on purpose because I knew you would... <laughs> Not want me to play the porn music. Well, you know, I, it, it's it, it's something they've been, you know, uh, telegraphing for quite a while now, about sure. three or four weeks, trying to get that to happen. But, um, but yeah, somebody, I, I think, I mean, maybe uh, you did or somebody else on the uh, Facebook page is like, I was thinking, didn't they do this already? Or if they didn't, 
there was there was the mention that that Ava already had the life force in her that it right. would be Barbie's she has whatever so baby. then why did she need to do the deed well maybe just so that Barbie would know that it was his huh no well they mentioned in this episode that they need to bond Oh, okay. All righty. So this is um, more. This is this is more of a uh, an emotional thing than a physical thing, or a non-emotional thing. Not well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As far as that well, goes, try, she had to talk. Trying. It's emotional. Trying to be emotional for him. I guess so. Or or pull him away from yeah. Julia more than anything else. Um, she had that talk with Christine at the end, or near the end of the episode, and you know she she says, well, "Have you had sex with him?" And she says, um, you know, something to the effect of, yes, but he hasn't changed. He hasn't gone for the full change yet or whatever. Um, and she says, well, it's just a matter of time. And so um, I think what she's saying is it has something to do with Barbie changing, not with whatever's inside of her. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think she already has the thing inside of her. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe this is just to get Barbie more uh, concerned about her, uh, more, you know, attached to her emotionally. Right, to yeah. bond with the kinship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what it is. And she looks in the mirror, and there was one thing I had been talking about earlier about, you know, hey, these people have got these particle-y, you know, white uh, reflections. Does anybody else see that? And it, that, as we see this week, they've, they've answered that question finally. No, you don't. Right. Uh, it's only Unless the, you're part of the kinship. Well, or maybe it's if only if it's just if it's you. You only see yourself that way, nobody else does. Um hmm? I don't know. She asked him, you know, do you feel different? And then he came up and looked in the mirror and she was I think she was expecting him to see something different in the mirror. Ah, okay. So I think you only see it if you are part of the kinship. So you don't think period. he's he's completely on the dark side. Oh yet. no, I don't think so. Oh, no. okay. He certainly. I mean, he we have seen him questioning Christine and things like that, but a little bit less so this week. Yes, and 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 let and more of a uh, an, uh, a pushing away of Julia and whatever she's doing. Uh, just doesn't sure. believe anything she's saying. So yeah, so he, I guess he's he's close, but he's not. Close enough. And he was kind of buying into what Julia was saying. You know, there was that seed of doubt um, until the explosions and then Ava, of course, you know, saying that complete and total lie at the end that Julia was trying to kill her. Yeah. Um, when it was actually, you know, Julia just talking to her and she was shooting all the bullets. Um, and Julia shot not even one. So, yeah. Annoying, yes. Yes. A lot of um, lying going although on Although I episode. have to say, as much as I dislike Eva, I don't hate her as much as I hated Rebecca last year. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Eva. I just, you know, she's a villain and we need villains in our shows. So Christine and Eva are villains and I don't like them, but they're necessary in this show. You know, you, you don't root for the villains, but... They're frustrating and they're villains. I hated Rebecca. I wanted her gone. Yeah, she she couldn't really decide what side she was on there. Right, exactly. At least I know they're villains. So, you know, I'm frustrated with them. I, I don't want them to win, but they're villains. Yeah, they all you know, they need I, is a black hat now. Right. They're delicious villains, <laughs> I think. So, uh, yeah. 
I, I can't stand Eva as far as, you know, oh, she's lying, how vicious she is. And then I think, well, that's so great because, you know, that's a villain. That's a villain thing to do. And she made it sound, you know, very convincing. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these things I got to come up with a story and uh, she concocts a great story to go with what everybody else heard. Yeah. She sure does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a very plausible story. So, yeah, you know, if you heard gunshots, it was her shooting at me and me shooting up in the air. So, yeah. Although, you know, if they look in that gun and they find out that there's no bullets in it. (laughs) How many times did you shoot in the air, Eva? (laughs) Yeah, but who's counting? Right. Sure. I shot (laughs) up in the air all of my bullets. (laughs) I shot a bullet into the air and it came down I know not where. Like you. (laughs) And, uh, and and then we have, of course, Christine acknowledging to the whole kinship that, yep, I faked you out, but that's okay. And everybody it else is like. It brought us together. Yeah. It brought, I had to do it to bring us together. She says that right out loud to everybody. Mm. Well, you know, they're all. Now, see, was Barbie there at the time? Uh, yeah. He and Ava were there. Okay. See, he's buying it. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, he if he's not. You know, full-blown kinship. He is knocking at the door. Right. That was where she was saying that um, the the uh, crystals burnt out a little healing her. And they were what was powering the dome. And that was why the illusion that held them, that brought them together was burning out. And uh, and so they need to get all those uh, those stones out of there to charge them. I that, yeah, I was trying to figure out. We we haven't been told yet. What no. is the point? Was that was it the light? Yeah, maybe they're solar powered. Who knows? I don't know. If that's the case, why bury them? But anyway, yeah. Why were they down there to begin with? But yeah, so and and, and Christine at least uh, did did tell you know it's it, the the best villains mix a little bit of the uh, the truth and the lie, of course you know and and one of the things that um, uh, you know she's she's telling the truth about the about the stones, um, you know uh, so that so that this is this is something that really does need to be done in order to keep the dome is going to calcify. Right. You know, and, and almost this, everything she tells them is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, almost. The, it's all the truth except one little twist and that gets lost in the, uh, in the uh, story. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Is that, you know, she really doesn't have their best interests at heart. And that's really the big item that they should know. Who do you trust? Right. Not her, but. Hey, by the time they learn that, it might be too late. And it was for one of our characters, but we'll get to that later. That's right. Now, the the resistance is going to go for this schematic. Do we know what this, I mean. It kind of looks like the amethysts. Yeah. Kind of. But it's just like, yeah, or yeah, uh, 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 one in the center spokes out to some others, but what good is yeah, that? I not- mean. I, it's a funny drawing, but I, the, I'm surprised that that's what they go for because they have no idea what it is or what to do with it. I know. It It seems to be something that Christine is protecting. Yeah, so and so I'm it must thinking, be important. Right. I'm thinking that's why they went for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're telegraphing it to us that it's important. 
that's for sure. Um, you now, stick it in front of your face long enough, you'll recognize this. Yes, they were all different shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering if it was the crystals that were all different shapes. And the one thing that I thought was those bombs really might have done the work for them. <laughs> that oh, now, as far as excavating, all the crystals are out. <laughs> I mean, all they got to do is get down there and get them. Right. Yeah, it didn't it didn't cave in, in totally, you know. Yeah, you can still right. you can still climb out, climb out. Yeah, right. I mean, how far down are they? Just dig them out. Yeah. Um, that is not a prediction, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. You see, uh, you see, you you get one. It's it's like Gene Dixon, I you know, know, for the National Enquirer makes one right prediction, and then she just uses it. You know, I got that one right. So you, you know, know. But, so you're really that on the hook now. You are. That on- was a gag. <laughs> that was just a joke. Um, <laughs> you're on the hook. Everybody's yeah, no. everybody's hanging on your every Please word. Please don't hang on my every word. I was wrong about Hunter. Please remember that. Um, yeah, I was pretty sure about the the one I got right, though, because I didn't think they could destroy the whole world. That would be cool. That, I, that I, would be cool if I they think, blew up the world? Well, from a, from a, I mean, just, you know, these writers just do something incredibly, you know, uh, you know what, something you're not expecting completely. Just completely. Well, yeah, well, they did, in effect, but then they tempered it with this twist that, you know, that they projected it to bring everyone together. So you got the best of both worlds, I thought. Uh, the destruction of the world and the not destruction of the and world. And then they made me look good. And a so. big IMAX screen, you know? <laughs> ah, there you go. That's what they yeah. could do. They could turn Chester's Mill in the, into the, the world's biggest drive-in. Hey, that would be awesome if they just left half of the dome up. Yeah, or, or you know, maybe, maybe a little opening in it. And then it's like... If you on the due east screen, you know, oh. on the northeast screen, you know, oh, that would be neat. There you are. That would be neat. Anyway, just drive up and there you go. All righty. Well, we have something to do with the town after this is all over. Okay, great. That that is a great idea. So so getting back to that uh, that schematic uh, that uh, I've, somebody said, and I can't remember who exactly it was like it's like Stonehenge only sparkly. Right. Who said that? I don't know. Somebody said that. Was it someone on Facebook? Uh, no, no, no. I think it, it was. Uh, I, this is when I was doing. Um, when I was taking the notes, I think it was. Uh, uh, you know, Nori or something. Joe like that. or Nori? Yeah, okay. one of those two. Well, how was it sparkly? Yeah. Well, I guess they assume it's the stones, but yeah, it really. Yeah. Wasn't the... So was it the shape of the stones? I think that's what I what made me think of the stones. Um, I think there may be stones in a particular shape that need to be in a particular position. Maybe like a puzzle. Hmm. So, but they all need to be charged. So, was that it? I don't know. Hmm. There's definitely or, something about the way they're placed. Maybe and, it will charge them. Yes, if uh, ah, if, if they're, they're put, all put in a, a certain way, yeah, and then the sun hits it just right, and you know the whole thing. Oh, that's very convenient. And I wonder because see, Stonehenge was like a. Um, was was when I say similar to that, I mean it had something to do with the sun. You know, on, on the uh, right. uh, one of the equinoxes, you know, the sun would go down a certain spot, and each of these is you know where the sun was at right. a certain point of the year. So I right. wonder if that's what they're trying to kind of hint that. Right. Oh. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Now, now, what, one of the loose threads we had from a cup from last week, and I, uh, yeah, from last week, uh, was the the communication coming in. It was not from like another dome or a, um, you know, somebody from the directly in the outside, or you know, just trying to, you know, who else is still alive? Which is what they wanted you to think, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But we get uh, Hunter finally connects with Acteon. Via right. this little link there, and we've got the new hunter. Right, that's Lily. And um, to them, we find out to them the dome looked completely black on the outside. Right. So that was interesting. Yeah, like I said, we this is something that had been um, we we had shown this before, you know, and so there was this. This shouldn't be. This should be like well. Nobody said that this was this could happen. Now they're just making up new stuff. No, right? They had these. And that would make sense. End of the it, first season, yeah. Right. It would need to be a, a neutral color on the outside in order for them to project this on the inside, and that makes perfect sense that it would be black on the outside and then projecting this on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then you know because she Christine used up all this energy to heal. Boom, it's gone. Yeah, the projector got fouled up. Yep. So, so whoops. Yeah, and, and the girl in I mean, they they this is Acteon, so they've got I, I think they've been doing dossiers on everyone. And of course Jim is kind of well known to them because of uh his connections with uh some of the Acteon guys through the dome, but uh so so Lily knows about him. But once again, it's another, you know, lying on both sides of the aisle here lies about the fact that Marston is not really alive. You know, we're just going to, yeah, we'll great. send him back if. Yeah, that was great. I love how he just took over the conversation. Now, I would say normally, if you're dealing with Big Jim, you ask for proof first before you, t- you know, you participate in your end of the deal. Right. You know, but man, I'm although gonna... he said that the the people, the other people, had her, had him. Oh, did he say they they did? Yeah, he said the weird people had. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought he he was just. And saying he said, he was, if you give me he's not the, the ammo, I can go rescue him. Ah, okay, already. So that's what he was saying. I got you. I was gonna say uh, otherwise, Lily could ju- just have been considered naive or something. Sure, but he said she said, well, I'll see what I can do. And that, you know, he's so, Jim is so great. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love him so hard. Um, he takes the, he immediately just takes the, the laptop and turns it away from Hunter and says, let me, let me do this. This is my computer. Okay. <laughs> there's my, there's my big Jimism. Big Jim line of the week. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and he starts talking to Lily. And Lily gives it right back. Oh, I know who you are. <laughs> James Rennie, a.k.a. Big Jim. <laughs> and he's got this look Have in his face like, you been bad again, Ruh-roh. Big Jim? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I just love it. And um, Now, she does give in, like you said, you know, when you're dealing with Big Jim, it wouldn't be smart to just give in right away. Yes. But... We learn at the end of the episode that she's got her own secrets. And I'm thinking that perhaps that's why she gave in right away because, you know, she had her own secrets. Well, secrets or at least, uh, you know, they're they're kind of under the gun, so to speak. 
Yeah. Yeah. So whatever's happening with her had something to do with why she got him the bombs. And yet, they, I mean, they were able to do that. Yeah, I guess they, yeah, they went out there. They must have gone out to the lake and whatnot to uh, pick up what, you know, whatever came floating yeah. back. Right. But yeah, this is something, you know, do, you, do, you, re- do you really want to trust Big Jim with bombs? I don't know. So. Well, again, whatever. Everybody's got their own uh, agenda or their own, uh, you right. know, motivation I, for trying to get things moving along here, especially for those of us who are watching Hunter. the show. Yes, she that's trusts true. Hunter. Yeah. So, and Hunter was there with him. She, so that's, she knows that's him pretty the well. only thing I can say mm-hmm. for that is that Hunter was there with him and didn't appear to be under duress. So as long as he was working with Hunter and Hunter didn't seem to be contradicting his story, then she had no reason to doubt that story. Okay, we'll give that to her. Yeah, that's my hand wave for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Hand wave. Hand wave. Yeah. That's the hand wave. So, Stephanie, there's my computer. (laughs) There you go. Now, uh, poor, you know, Joe and Nori, they they get the schematic, but they do get caught. Yeah. And can we say blatant ad for Toyota? Did you notice that? (laughs) Yes, indeed. Electric cars yeah. and the whole bit there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, we ran out of fuel, but if we charge it, it will last longer. Well, you know, I thought when the, I guess it's buried cables, but even then, the, the dome goes pretty far down. I thought electricity was pretty much, pretty much uh, cut off from the town. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be able to show us that lovely commercial. There you go. Ooh, I'm just going to polish the old hood ornament here, the little there, you know, logo. Thank you. And that car was beautifully washed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With all Wasn't the uh, junk that's been going on there, you'd think most of the cars there would be uh, just full of uh, dust completely. Yeah, Julia's really keeping it up. Now, in one of the more emotional scenes here, though, the you know, Joe Nori get caught by, uh, by Mom, by uh, yeah. uh, Carolyn. And so now we, I guess we've learned what the whistling is. Yes, um, it seems it's either well, it's either a or either or both a defense mechanism or you know calling the troops in, right? But probably but, both. Yeah, but the, but what Nori tried to use as a a way to reach her emotionally, uh, you know, first of all, it's not easy. We found that out, right? And um, or it's different with. Everybody with each person. That that's true, and maybe you know, maybe it's something where Carolyn had maybe already known some of this and right. had made her peace with it. Right. Maybe that's the uh, the reason why she wasn't really rattled by it. Mm-hmm. And she started to get rattled at yeah, the end. You yeah. could see the you know uh, there was the nice approach, then there was the guilt trip. Right. You know, and I I, I liked how you could see how okay, this is not working. Let me try another thing. That mm-hmm. was a great, uh, we get to see a little more of the dynamic there that uh, went on between the three of them. Right. And, uh, but, uh, but just didn't, didn't uh, cut it. No. And, and I have to say, Mackenzie's acting in this episode was just great. Yes, absolutely. In that scene, and also at, at the end of the episode, 
Um, when she's taking it in, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she was pleading with Caroline um, to, you know, listen to me. Carolyn, sorry. Listen to me, you know, you're my mother. Please come out of it. And then she said, right. Tactic mm. switch. And her face changes and she just goes, grits her teeth and starts, you know, with the bad stuff. It's your it's your fault for getting us stuck here. And, you know, she goes off and and she tells her all this bad stuff and it still doesn't help. And she's just distraught and she starts crying and, you know, pleading at the end. And man, that scene is intense. I have to say it's very intense. No, that was that was a fantastic uh, job there. I mean, we've talked about in the past about how. um Dean Norris, you know, he chews up the scenery and and the whole scene yeah. that he's in. But uh, Nori really shown in this one. Uh, Mackenzie yes. Lynch really did a good job with that. Yeah, I've always admired her acting in this show. She's great. And you know, also I have to say in this episode, Aisha Hines, who plays uh, Carolyn Hill, really brought it in this episode. I thought as well. Um, she held it together during that scene, and just the subtle breaking. That she did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's in that, that takes a, it's it's in the voice, it's in the line, it's in the face, you right. know. Yeah, her mouth and her eyes just barely broke, um, where you can see that she, you know, she wanted to break and come out of it, but she just almost couldn't come out of it. It was really subtle, good acting, I thought. So yeah, and then she starts the whistling, which is like a kind of I. I'm guessing it's kind of a call for help sort of thing. Yeah. Well, she can't when, do it on her own. When, I'm sorry. When uh, Junior did that the first time after burning down the house, that wasn't, I didn't get a lot of that there. No, it was more like a, I've done something good thing. <laughs> I'm happy with myself kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was already in him even uh, that far back. Right. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that was something that they drilled into them. I guess maybe I, I'm trying to think of the origin of that. It may have been in the uh, the alternate reality, or just something that they that uh, that the aliens kind of influenced them to do. You, know, mm-hmm. you need something? Just whistle while you just work. Whistle. Thank you. Yeah. Give a little whistle. <laughs> anyway. A little short. Thank you. You are funny. <laughs> And so, as punishment, they have to um, they have to dig uh, for amethysts without their lunch. No lunch, and I knew that meant something. Yeah, yeah, keeping just them in there mm-hmm. with mom. Yeah, and uh, so we get uh, we get Jim going in there, setting these wonderful little charges, and uh, and I thought, well, that's going to be bad. That can't go well, <laughs> right? Especially and- since Julia took their walkie. Oh, true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you what do you think about? There's another emotional scene here with uh, Jim and Junior. As Jim comes out and Junior finds him uh, coming out of the uh, hole there, uh, out of the caves. Um, Junior, you know, Jim apologizes. Now, you know, the question is, this is Big Jim. We we've seen him, you know, kind of say the right thing at the right time uh, to get what he wants or to protect himself. But how much of that was this? I, I think I think a lot of it was 
trying to get uh, trying to buy some time for the uh, explosives to do their job. Yeah. You know, so the junior didn't go in there and try to stop it. But I got the impression that some that that a lot of this was from his heart. Um, you know, Junior says to him, I'm not your son. He says, I, I said that to my father at your age. Well, I think yeah. that was true. Yeah, yeah. I th- I do think the monologuing was stalling. Um, I think the um uh, the final the just knocking him out was in order to get him as far away as possible. Yeah, keep him safe. Right. And then when he said, I really am sorry, I think that's as genuine as he gets. And he says it to an unconscious junior. Because he cannot say it to yeah. a conscious yeah. junior. He just can't say it. To express any sort of emotion. I mean, that was, you know, it sounds like that's, you know, that's the kind of upbringing that Big Jim himself got, you know. So right. that kind of reinforces itself down through the generations. And, yeah. uh, but, it's, but I, you know, it's, it's good writing in that you're, you're questioning how much of this is true, how much of this is, uh, just, babble to get you know get what he wants to buy some time and all that stall um but you know that one like you said that one little line at the end kind of puts the whole rest of it in perspective yeah maybe Mm -hmm. this is what he what he what he did mean yeah but i think the when he said it the first time he wasn't really thinking about it Mm -hmm. It, that was more like just you know word vomit (laughs) if (laughs) you will um he was just saying everything he could to kind of, you know, distract him uh, from, you know, going down there. So it was him trying to, you know, get him away or stall him or whatever. And uh, and then finally he just thought, well, nothing is going to get him away from here. So I'm just going to knock him out and, and drag him. And and that's what he did in the end, and drag him away. And the only really genuine thing he said, besides the "I said that to my father at your age," which is true, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, was "I really am sorry." Um, everything else was very insincere, even if it was true, it was insincere. Um, but but uh, you can kind of. Give him a little break because of the cause here. I mean, she's right. trying to get Junior keep him of safe. Course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was that was his motive all along. Was just you know, first of all, he's not he doesn't want to give away anything. Yep, that was his first motive. But his second motive also was if I'm not going to give away anything, I also don't want to hurt him. You know, because he is my son. So, you know, there's that. And I love that the speech he gives Julia is, you know, there's no, there's no sorry in war or whatever, that, mm-hmm. you know. But ultimately, he drags his son away in order to keep him safe. So there are going to be there are going to be casualties, but he still has a soft spot for his family, so he's trying right. to keep them safe, regardless of the situation. Yes, right. So he breaks his own mantra. At, in the end, as heartless as he sounds, he is for a lot of people, you know, heartless for right. them. But 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 he still has there is still a soft spot in that heart of stone of right. Big Jim. Yeah. Poor guy. Hmm. Well, Barbie finds the bombs. He manages to take one out, but can't, has no time. So um, he yells down there and uh, and, and they, the kids try to get out and Carolyn tries to get out. But we have the big boom. And I have to say, 
she didn't really save Nori. She didn't push them out of the way or anything. No, she, she just told them to get out. Right? I and they guess. were already off to the side. All she did is kind of stand there in the way. And really, she could have just dove with them. But hey, whatever. <laughs> and, and, well, you know, in, in her emotional state afterwards, she can kind of see where she went. Yeah, that. sure. Yeah. Sure. So we say goodbye to Carolyn Hunter and uh, not. Uh, Carolyn, Carolyn, I'm sorry. Price. Ca- Carolyn Hill. Carolyn Hill. Somebody. Yeah. Carolyn, Carolyn Hill. Hill. Nori Hill. That's right. Whoops. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the H part right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, and so they bail out and, and get out of there. Fortunately, the uh, cave-in has not closed off the cave completely, right. which is nice. Right. And, they still have that little exit part. And they get picked up and uh, and head out. And, you know, then this is when, or just before they head out, uh, she's having a breakdown. And that's, you know, like you said, that was another great uh, acting scene from uh, from McKenzie Lentz. Uh, because, yeah, she she came in three weeks ago. She had two moms. Now she's got none. Right. All she has is a Joe. So, you know, I'm thinking now long term, what happens with her after this? You know, who she, does she still has a dad. That's true. That's true. She's probably going to have to go back to him. That's true. That's yeah, right. we saw him in season one. Briefly, so. yes. But yeah, he's there. Yeah. At least they, yeah, again, this is one of those things that at least they have, they've set the president. There he is. Right. We've, we've shown him to you. It's not some sort of, you know, story. Yeah. Right. And uh, and speaking of, uh, you know, people having to get up and go really quickly, so does Lily. That's right. They're here. That's interesting. And she's not putting her hand on the TV Screening, going, they're here. No. She's picking she's up a gun and hitting the road. She's talking to to Old Hunter. <laughs> and uh, Old Hunter and she are having some banter, which I like. And she, you know, she informs him that they've dubbed her new Hunter. <laughs> and Hunter is a little alarmed that she has dug into his computer. Mm-hmm. And she teases him about having uh, Japanese porn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, no, no. The one that's labeled tentacles. Actually hid some code in it. <laughs> hid some code. And and she says, oh, you're craftier than I thought. And, you know, hey, can you send it? I don't, I don't want to rebuild it. Which means that now he'll have the code to open up the... Um, the recorder. So that's good. Now, for those of you who are wondering how in the world do you hide stuff in a picture? I will. Oh, inform, there's plenty of ways to do that. I will inform you of one way to do it. There's something called, I believe it's called stenography. Maybe it's not called stenography, but Ste- it's stenography. What's that? Hold on. It's, oh, you're yeah, going to look it up here. Ste- t- 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 hold on. It's got a funny little name, but the idea here is that you change one little bit of the pixel so that the color is slightly off, but you like it's the same bit every on every pixel. So the colors are a little different, but the, the eye is not going to notice the difference. And right. so you find the ones and zeros all throughout the uh, the, the picture, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning to end. And like I said, the picture looks exactly the same, but mm-hmm. it has some data uh, stored in it. As long as you know how the data is stored in it and, you know, which where in each pixel the uh, the information is and that sort of thing then uh, then you can uh, decode and get it out but yeah so there's right. that's actual you know we've had a lot of computer 
uh, technology in this show, whereas it's like a huge hand wave, you know, and just, just <laughs> pretend it works. It's called steganography. Steganography. All right. It's just like, st- it, it comes from the root word for stegosaurus, meaning, no, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay. No, it doesn't. Steganography. That's uh, right. It's another form of cryptography, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was co- coined in 1499, believe it or not. 1499? Johannes Trithemius. Try that name, yes. In his Steganographia, Treatise on Cryptography and Steganography, disguised as a book on magic. Oh, okay. All righty. So we like, like, you know, first letter of each line or every right. fourth word or something right. like that. Yeah, I got you. All righty. Generally, the hidden messages appear to be or be part of something else, images, articles, shopping lists, or some other cover text. Very cool. Yeah. So that's how it happens. It can happen. That's right. So, so yes, it can happen. It's it's uh very widely used actually. So So we've yeah, got so, another uh, loose he end hides here. It in this tentacle thing. And then before she can get that sent to him. Well, I thought she, she did hears, get it sent. Yeah, but before she can send that to him, she hears the knocking. Oh yes. And she says, Oh, I gotta send you these other files, and she sends him all of it, gets the gun cocked, and runs. So another little uh, dangling thread here, a brand new one, actually. Mm-hmm. So he has some other files. What are we going to learn about Acteon in those files? Well, maybe he sh- uh, maybe he only got the one. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. he said, here's the one that's got the password cracking thing. Well. Here's hoping. Listen for the spoilers. The okay. All righty. <laughs> okay, I'll drop it. I'll drop it. Step away from the plot point. <laughs> okay, and so we do find up. Finally, see the dome calcifying, and um, <laughs> yes, indeedy. So uh, that can't be good. They got one amethyst out. I'm thinking, Ugh. you know, if there's uh, here's here's my analysis. Like you, you know, you had the analysis of the whole uh, IMAX screen. Okay, right. Here's my analysis. They will get more amethysts okay. out because. No sense having this uh, schematic of a something that requires I don't know six seven of these things to be out uh, if they can. And I'm 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 betting, like you said, that the explosion actually did their job for them. Oh, so so okay. this can be done over the course of one week, like next week, boom, um, they're all out. That they just pulled them up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's See, that's my guess. It would be it would be funny if Big Jim did their job for them. I think. Oh, ironic. Wouldn't that be funny? Yes, I love it. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Christine gets all the kinship all worked up about the resistance. We got to kill We've them. We've got to kill them all. Yeah. That's right. Of course, that's after Ava has made Julia the bad guy. And that's when Christine decides. Yes, yes. You know, she's got to kill them all. Kill them all. Got to kill them all. What's the, what's wrong with them all? I like them all. I go there every once in a while. I kill it. I don't know. Anyway. Well, we get to this point, you know. That and you're, was awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> it deserves a. Or maybe yeah, it, but I went right along. That's more. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Alrighty. Um, we get to this point, and you're probably thinking to yourself, "And the Barbie of the week?" Well, you know, Who was it? We noticed that, and somebody else did too. That nothing really happened with Barbie. It's just, it's just, he was the same guy before and I didn't really do anything interesting. 
So we have, yeah, so we have this. And now, the Barbie of the Week. Static Barbie comes with no change at all from past several episodes. No accessories included. Have fun watching all the other action figures whiz around Chester's mill while he does not develop. This has been the Barbie of the Week. Chris Strovel, you got that one for us. Yes, indeed. Two weeks in a row, I think, right? Or did he get the runner-up last week? I'm, I, you know, I, I have this With Star very Wars short, inspired one. Short I think he got memory. the runner-up last week. So yeah, I think somebody congrats, else did. Chris. Somebody else got the big one, hey, but you get the main, the main one here. Yeah, nothing really happened. No Good big deal. Job. There was a B story, though. Right. As short as it may have been. And it was. And it was Sam. Short. Uncle yeah. Sam. Yeah. And we went back to uh, an old uh, set that we had been to before, the underground bunker. That's right. An old set. That's right. Pulled that back Starting out. right in episode one of season one, where Angie was held hostage by Junior. Yes. And so, you know, he's held now. We've got Sam held hostage, same place, mm-hmm. uh, by Christine. Ironic that he's the one who killed Angie. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a question here. Uh-huh. At one point, you know, there's no more of that, or not a whole lot of the oxytocin goop. So, Christine says to him, like, she's giving her blood to him to get the same thing done. Because, heck, that's what Axion was doing before. We've seen that. Uh, you know, they were injecting her blood into... Did they ever inject her blood into... A uh, big, big gym, gym or did no. it never made it that far. But that was one of the things they were intending to do to see what would happen. To check, yeah. right. So she does this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now I guess we're going to find out what happened. Well, here, yeah, see, here's the thing. Um, he, uh, you know, she, she's really trying to pour on the whole, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on your side. She forgives him for whatever he, for stabbing her and all that stuff. And she lets him go. And then guilt trip. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. He looks in a mirror, and he sees his reflection, but we don't get to see it. We don't see it. So, you know, what is he seeing? And if, as we see later, all he got was his own blood, does, you know, what changed? How, how, what's Christine's plan here? What actually happened? You know, is this a matter of, like you said once before, uh, or a a few times before, that maybe just her touch, you know, that sort of thing does something. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's all that was required. And, and, and then to get him into the mindset that, well, yeah, I guess I'm, I've been pulled into this and I, I can't get out of it. You know, kind of, she's kind of sapping his will to fight. Right. And so, the fact that she undermined him with her words, too, at the same time. So yes, yes. Get, yeah, laying far, on the guilt trip. How far did that get him? I mean, is that. Does that outweigh? I mean, where where are the scales now? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to find out next week, I'm guessing. So yeah, uh, yeah. The idea of looking in the mirror, not we're not seeing it. So that's you know, that's clearly giving us a, a little something to come back to next week. That's right. All righty. Well, I tell you, folks, we have to uh, get to the uh, the sad part of our our show, our uh, the section of the newspaper we really don't like to write. That's Had right. two actual uh, deaths this week. We've talked about Carolyn Hill. Yes, very sad. Been with us from the beginning. 
I will miss her. Been a very great character all the way through. It, yeah. So, as much as we've seen her, it, didn't see her a whole lot in season two, and really not a whole lot this season either. But when we have, it's been good. Right. I agree. I like her. Um, every once in a while, she's been kind of one note, but I think that was when they don't give her a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do give her something to do, she's really run with it. So, uh, in this episode, I thought she was good. And of course, the guard of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. The unnamed dude. Yeah, not a big deal. The poor schlep who was left there to guard it while the other guys chased diversions. That's right. You know, I mean, how, what a way to go, you know? <laughs> and then his blood wiped on Big Jim's tummy. Well, if you got to go, it's yeah, Big Jim's the way to the way to go, you know. You're uh, you're going to yeah. go you're going to go quickly. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, you have some ratings for us. I do. I have some ratings. Um, first of all, our Canadian correspondent, ratings correspondent, Lawrence, sent us a brief update. Uh, Under the Dome made it again in the list of the top 30 watch shows. The episode Caged finished in ninth place with 1.3 million viewers. Nice. So, excellent. Um, And then here's our news, TV by the numbers. Um, Under the Dome came in second, behind Dateline Mystery, and I had no idea what that was. So, I looked it up, and it is apparently real-life mysteries with Lester Holt. So, I'm. it's kind of like Dateline, but it's just real-life mysteries instead of Dateline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a kind of a, it's kind of like serial, you know, the podcast is a little uh, story yeah. and a mystery and all of one thing there, yeah. Right, except for this is a bunch of them. Um, and that Dateline mystery got a 1.1 million with a four share with 5.3 million viewers. And we were a, quite a bit behind it. Uh, a 0.83 share, a 3.88 million. And then Rookie, Rookie Blue, Actually had 3.12 million, so not far behind us, with a 0.6 and a two share. So the and, and one thing on that, that I mentioned uh, when we were putting this uh, together, getting our notes uh, together, was that uh, on the same Thursday night as Under the Dome, Under the Dome started went from 10 to 11. There was the uh, Republican. Uh, presidential uh, debate, right. the first the GOP debate, yeah, on right. on Fox, and I was wondering if we if the some of the drop was uh, due to that. Now I will say that Dateline went up. I think last time uh, it was behind us, and we were at a one point and maybe they were one point or something like that, maybe a little less. But uh, but they have been repeats for a while now. Right, that's true. And this was new. Um, and also on TV by the numbers, there was no mention made of the GOP debates in the broadcast, um, the broadcast, not the cable ratings, because they did have a separate column for cable ratings. Uh, but they didn't make any mention of them in these ratings. Um, now, the live plus three ratings actually would bear out the fact that the uh, GOP debates actually made an impact because 
Under the Dome was the week's top live plus three ratings gainer among adults 18 to 49, adding a plus seven. Point seven. A plus point seven adults 18 to 49. What's a what's point seven of an adult? I, 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 I don't, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't just know. below the head or something. Yeah. All adults, too. So it's point seven from like the knee down. I, okay. uh, <laughs> it led total viewership increases, adding 2.4 million viewers to its live plus same day viewers, up 66% and one full point in the demo. Okay. So. Yeah, once you once you get people who who watched it after uh, after they DVR'd it or something, up until Sunday, yeah, up until today actually. So um, so yeah, it uh, it rose a full point in the demo, which would probably make it equal to Dateline Mystery. All right, so it's still it's still doing uh, just as good. It sounds like it's doing better, um, in Canada. It is doing better in Canada. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's an interesting change, I think. And it's it's doing about the same as it did last year if you count the plus three ratings. Mm, okay. All right. So it's very weird. So there's our ratings news. Well, if we get a fourth season, we can in part thank Canada. That's right. Don't don't blame them. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Blame Canada. Alrighty, here we go. We're gonna have what you said. And in our letters to the editor section, we start with a jillion Barbies of the said. week. What you said. You mean feedback? Feedback. Letters. Okay. Let, like full that. words. What, what you said. <laughs> Is that what we're calling oh, yes. it? Yes, I'm calling it what you said. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you said. All righty. Well, let me see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip. I had to, whenever I post the potential, bar, when the potential Barbie of the week, Live, I, uh, I I put it in a little notes here, but I, I think yours are, are better this week. Um, so we're just going to go right to yours. Let's start with Bonita. Bonita Butler said, Spearhead Minor Barbie comes with amethyst crystals and shirt removes easily. Stalker redhead doll armed with real smoke bombs, a toy gun, and walkie-talkies sold separately and requires adult supervision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely does. Um, Aaron Schmelling, and it's, this is this is Aaron with an E, not a, not a not a. It sounds like a, it's a girl, um, not an Aaron with an A, which would be a guy. It's always hard to tell it to. I know. I know. Uh, Aaron Schmelling wrote "Daddy Barbie" with future alien queen included. <laughs> Ooh, she's not a future alien. She's a present alien. Yeah, Maybe she, he's her future queen. There you go. He's the monarch. Well, and the thing inside Ava is the future queen, oh, too. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Ah. Wayne Henderson, Sir Wayne of Under the Dome Radio, said the, Oh, I thought he was dead for a minute, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with yet another death-defying escape. <laughs> and I would include the uh, barrel roll. There you go. <laughs> Great tumbling moves. That's right. With tumble, tumble, move arms, tumble, roll, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean. I do. Um, Ken Trick Mario wrote to boldly go Barbie comes with a gun toting Julia to save her man. Look and glitter baby coming real soon. I liked this is this kind of calls back to uh, something. Uh, one of the Barbies of the week that Justina had at the very beginning of the season where, you know, um, you know, baby alien coming in nine uh, available in nine months. 
<laughs> That's right. I love that. Coming I, real soon. I do remember yeah. that. All right. Now we're down to eight months, right? No. Well, no, it's just it's been a couple of eight days. Yeah. But it, it, like any other alien baby, it's probably well, going to be born in, you know, two, two and a months. half minutes, you know. Uh, right. Right. All right, Corey Metcalf, his first op- opportunity to post, he said this, Egyptian slave master Barbie <laughs> with rotating whip arm. <laughs> Hidden gems and mindless kinship sold separately. I can see, you know, when a, a like a Barbie doll has a rotating arm and you press the back and it just goes around. Round and around and around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Corey. I love that. Um, Corey also had Carnival Mirror Barbie and Topless Ava Magic Set. <laughs> Comes complete with easy-to-use hypnosis and seduction handbook. <laughs> <laughs> For children 18 years and older, yes. <laughs> That's right. There you go. And his third contribution, Hurt Locker Barbie. Red wire, blue wire, you don't have to worry about that crap with him on your side because not knowing is half the battle. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Corey, Karen pulled that up uh, in, in YouTube, and we had to put that in here. So, for, so people would know at the end of the uh, you know, G.I. Joe uh, cartoons, which I never watched. Um, yeah, that was always that. Because knowing is half the battle. <laughs> So thank you very much, Corey. That's awesome. Um, and Troy, Sir Troy Heinrichs, said, Crouching Protector Hidden Prey Barbie, complete with walkie-talkie, gun, and tracking skills. Red-headed prey doll sold separately. I detected was, a kind of a theme here. There's a lot of these with the with the with prey, you know, that's and stalking. Right. Yeah. Well, she was kind of leading him to the other walkie-talkie. So yes. to be fair. She was doing it on purpose. I think she did it. Yeah, good job, guys. Seriously. Great. Great Barbies of the week. Now we have the actual litters. And why don't you start with Barb's? Sure. Hi, Karen and Doug. This is Barb, (laughs) your political cartoon lampoonist, with this week's report from Under the Dome. My editors-in-chief are the smartest people around. You guys, seriously. Editor Karen nailed it, quote unquote, yesterday when she declared that alien Christine was basically using the dome as her personal IMAX screen for a special Chester's Mill showing of Apocalypse Now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Barb. That was hilarious. Glad that showing has ended its run. Guess we can't say the same for Under the Dome. Dot, 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 dot. Big Jim is getting the big lines. Sam's getting big bad alien blood and Barbie's getting, well, we know what Barbie got. And I think he's about to get more than he bargained for since I'm sure Ava will be giving him big news. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a big surprise since an alien baby is all Christine has been talking about for weeks. Nits and picks from this week, which I'm guessing are nitpicks. Well, well Actia- the, the, the nits are the, the, the downers, the picks are the thumbs up uh-huh. kind of thing, I, I think. And the picks are also what they're using to get the amethysts out. <laughs> Sorry. There you are. <laughs> How did Acteon get the supplies through the dome without getting them soaked in the lake? And why didn't they just send reinforcements? Okay, I want to answer that. Uh, the soaked in the lake thing, I have no idea. But... The reinforcements, I think, are busy guarding the uh, 
their headquarters. Right. And also, I have to say, Barb, it was New Hunter doing it. And we all know at the end of the episode, she has her own reasons for doing things. So that might be why. But I agree that is a nit to pick. Um, number two, how does the Prius charging station have electricity when there isn't any other power in town? Okay, okay, okay I want to answer this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> although I did, I, when I mentioned that earlier, I had not read this. All right, no, so good job. No, you hadn't because I pasted this in the document. Doug didn't. Um, so I attest to that completely. Number three, how could getting Sam's human blood heal Christine when she needs alien goo to do the job? Well, what he got in return was Christine's type O blood. Well, did she? Because I thought when she ripped off, I thought when she ripped off the thing at the end, she was showing them that he had just been given his own blood. No, no, that she was healed. Well, I think she, she, said, was, I thought she was pulling that off like, look, there's no, there's no pinhole. Really? I, she was just showing them that she was healed up. Hmm. But I think she gave him her blood. I thought she anyway. said something about giving him his own blood back. Just kind of faking okay. him out. And I was, but then, then I said Ever, it didn't make any people sense. People seem to have thought that. So I, don't I, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know for sure. But, uh, okay, so number five, no, number four, could that amethyst rock possibly look any more fake than it was? Um, I want to answer that. I want to answer that. Mm-hmm. No. Me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Again, it, it was like the caves last season. Terrible. Just terrible looking. Um, it looked like, you know, when you go to Disneyland and you go on the mine ride, and you have to go through the caves to get on the ride. Oh, yes. <laughs> Terrible looking. <laughs> okay, uh, number five. Maybe that's how you get out of the dome. At the end of the tunnel, it's really a roller coaster. There you go. Ah, oh, nice. That would be great. <laughs> I would go there. And then when you get in, you watch an IMAX mu- movie. Then you get on the roller coaster and leave. There you are. And so they're going to the turn this right. into Disney Dome. Very nice. Well, and there would be big ears on the outside <laughs> of the dome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um, number five. Did we really need to know that Hunter hid porn in his programs? Well, it's the other way around. He hid por- programs in his porn. But, and I, I said, editor note, tentacle hentai porn, Barb. Let's be more specific with that. Um, yeah. And, you know... No, we didn't need to know that, but it was a little funny aside that it was porn, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. But it, it also, you know, it wasn't the porn part that was important. It was that it was a picture. And I think he was just trying to keep people from really looking at it. Right? That, you know, hiding in plain sight. Right. So, yeah. We didn't really need to know that, though, Barb. <laughs> You're right. Um Number six, is it possible this show could be renewed? Just blow me up with C4 right now. <laughs> but, 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 but then you couldn't write into the Chester's Mill Gazette. That's right. But I then know. you and I wouldn't be doing the Chester's Mill Gazette. So, Barb, answer me that one. Right? Then we wouldn't be here. And who would you complain to? <laughs> okay. You, you need this show so you can complain to us. There you That's are. That's right. 
where is the show going? Could the main aliens be vanquished before the end of the season and Acteon becomes the new big bad trying to find the alien baby Barbie and siphon off the alien blood faster than Christine drains Sam? Just tell me that it can't possibly get any worse. Dot, 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 dot. This is Barb signing out and thinking about just finding Andy and taking a long walk in the woods. And again, more dots. More and more. Yes. That would be a nice little relaxing walk in the woods with Indy. It would be. It would be a nice walk. And Indy would definitely take to you, Barb, because we know that Indy knows good people. He he likes Hunter. That's right. I'm and nodding. He really, and he really takes to big gyms. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Shush. Judge your character. You know, maybe not. Shush. <laughs> okay. Stop while we're ahead. Uh, I, I, you know, I never know when to stop. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of not stopping, Justina just keeps I sending just... them in, and here she is with her latest uh, submission. Hi, this is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Wow, everyone should listen to Karen Lindsay and read the Chester's Mill Gazette because we know what's going on over here. Karen totally called it. Christine was trying to cause mass panic by projecting illusions on the dome. That was a perfect call, Karen. This week was as if they were trying to make a remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. (laughs) All they needed to do was start whistling, and it would have been perfect. I thought it was rather ironic that Big Jim warned Julia about the fact that she might have to hurt Barbie because he's not on their side anymore. And what turned out happening is that Big Jim had to face Junior instead. Mm. Big Jim thinks he's winning by blowing up the crystals, but he is not aware that without the crystals, the dome will begin to calcify, causing air to not be able to get through. Barbie and Ava mated. What are the repercussions of that? Christine said that they needed to mate so a new queen would be born. Christine being in the cocoon could not heal her all the way, so I believe that her life cycle is coming to an end, and that's why she wanted Barbie and Ava to mate so badly, so that a new queen could be born. It makes sense that Barbie was chose for this mission because the dome chose him to be the monarch. But I don't understand where Eva fits in for sure, because Julia used to be the monarch, so why is the dome working so hard to keep Barbie and Julia apart and have now replaced her with Ava? I don't understand that part. Will Barbie and Ava's child be born with the power of the egg inside her so that the baby itself could power the dome so the people inside the dome don't die? Or is the dome calcifying the final step in this metamorphosis process where the human part of the people will die off completely because of the lack of oxygen and then the dome will break open and the people will come out but they'll really be aliens now and then they will affect the rest of the population okay that theory is really crazy maybe all this whistling and cow food is getting to me i gotta go 
Julia asked me to try to infiltrate and get more information on Christine's plans. A battle is definitely coming. <laughs> I gotta work on this whistling or they're gonna know that I'm not one of them. Oh no. That's what's going on under the dome. <laughs> I love the whistling at the end. It's classic. Absolutely. She's great. <laughs> she is great. And one thing she mentioned, I thought was, uh, it kind of goes with what you had talked about, uh, last season and, you know, some of the themes about, uh, that, the, what the show is, 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 uh, uses. And one of them is, you know, new life and the egg was, you know, symbolizing new life. What if the dome itself becomes a sort of egg? You know, right. something new. It cracks open. Yeah, it cracks open. And ultimately, you know, these new aliens, maybe they can be better humans. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sound like it, but, you know, um, yeah, maybe they or don't. Or it's intending them to be uh, yeah. better humans. Now, yeah. Justina did say, did, or did send a, uh, an email as kind of addendum to that. Right. And she said, uh, one more thing I thought of after recording my report. Big Jim might get a point in the win column because less amethysts might mean less mind control, less power for Christine and more lucid people. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, although we have yet to see whether or not uh, it actually, it would be nice if it blew them up, but maybe it didn't. Right. If it blowed them up real good or if it just blowed them out. Right. That's That's the difference. Right. So, Great. folks, we really do enjoy your feedback. I mean, it's it, it's we get a good chuckle just reading some of these things or listening Me to too. them. You guys are so creative. I love it. It's a, it's I a do, great I love crew. It. A great crew. So, listen, we have loads of ways to get in touch. If you want to use your telephone, 304-837-2278 is the standard Golden Spiral Media phone number. Just say you're leaving something for the Chester's Mill Gazette, and it will get to us eventually. And you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Just just two E's. Only two E's. Only yeah. two E's. Uh, and there you can type in something. You can create your own audio file and upload it or use the SpeakPipe widget and record it right off your computer right to us. It's a direct line. Uh, Facebook page is the one of the best places, and we're getting a lot of stuff that way, especially Barbies of the Week. Usually we'll have a, uh, and we have for the past uh, three episodes now, as soon as the episode is over or soon thereafter, we'll have a Barbie of the Week thread just for those. And uh, that is a source of great entertainment. Tell me tell you about that. It is. <laughs> it uh, is. Look for Chester's Mill Gazette in Facebook. There's a big weird URL, but never mind that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there are plenty of other things that Golden Spiral Media is doing on iTunes and podcasts. And so if you go to the Golden Spiral Media Facebook page, you can find out all about them as well. Mm -hmm. All righty. Now that you know all that, let's hear what's going on next. We, we, you asked us to wait for this, so I've waited. And so now what's the spoilers? It's the weather page. Tell us what's happening tomorrow or next week, maybe. Next week. Um, well, this upcoming week, uh, the episode is entitled Plan B. Okay, so, so this is like Ava's pregnant, but she really doesn't want to be? Oh, that's not good. Sorry. You're talking You're talking about 
the morning after. Yeah, that, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the first thing that came to mind. We've been talking it about. It is me too. You're the queen. Right. Is he getting yeah. burned? Well, anyway, it is me too. But I think they're talking about the fact that Christine needs a plan B now. Ah. Um, and I think Big Jim and Julia need a plan B as well. Um, Big Jim and Julia devise plans to end Christine's Mark Helgenberger. Christine's control over the town by initiating a life or death plot involving Barbie and Eva, while Joe and Nori conduct re- conduct research to better understand the dome's ultimate agenda. Now, here's the part I was referring to earlier. All right. Meanwhile, Hunter finds more information about the true head of Acteon, the nefarious private corporation that wants to harness the dome's energy. On Under the Dome, Thursday, August 13th at 10 p.m. on the CBS television network. Um, so, yeah, I think he gets those files and learns a little, little bit more. A little bit more than just his, uh, just the password to um, Christine's digital audio recorder. That's right. Um, it's written by Tim Schlattman and Mark Bruner. And oddly enough, directed by Eric LaSalle, who is a guest star this season. And if they're talking about the the head of Acteon, it seems to be that's him. So, yeah. Right. He's, he's going to be in this and directing it. Wow. Right. One busy man. That's true. Yeah, we haven't seen enough of him. No, he, he's going to be in the last few episodes this season. So. Sounds good. I'm enjoying it. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we will all enjoy it next week. Well, there's going to be some forward movement, that's for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, moving on to Acteon, I have a feeling just by that, I don't want to try to make too many predictions about what I'll think of it, but it sounds like we may be bumping that up a little higher. Mm-hmm. The rating, my rating, yeah. All right, folks, well, there we go. That's a, that's another issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette, and uh, we're going to send out the uh, paper boys to deliver it to you. That's right. <laughs> did, did, that's right. And if have... they look like Hunter... All the better, right? Yeah, or the old hunter or the new hunter. That's right. Uh, does anybody have paper routes anymore, really? I guess uh, it's mostly... Got, throwing, it's usually just guys throwing out... Throwing out the, the windows, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, we are... We're, you get personal delivery, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And we, that's, that's, we, we do appreciate our readers. I'm Doug, and I'm, I'm getting a little calcified myself. Oh, no, that's not good. And I'm Karen, and I'm really hoping this is the last we see of that goo. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.